Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. And on this episode, I am joined by Angelique Williams with Jay Galt Financial Suite. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Now we have to start out the podcast to let you give a shout out to your team that you're repping uh, since the Super Bowl is just a few weeks away and they are still vying to make the Super Bowl. You're still in the dance. We're still in the dance to my Niners here. <laughs> Old school starter jacket, the originals. We are here. We're going to the bowl. Quest for six this year. It's happening. Awesome. Now, obviously, I have a background in sports, but we're going to shift gears to business and corporate credit. Um, in episode 51, we spoke about the importance of establishing credit for your business. Uh, I interviewed Tiffany Street, uh, another friend of ours, on business banking and the importance of separating your business income and expenses from your personal income. Yep. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can establish corporate credit for your business and how that's different from business credit that we discussed with Tiffany. So um, can you talk about um, what the difference is between business credit and corporate credit? Yes, yes, it is. There's a big difference and it's just, it's all about language and how people sell it to us. So there's personal credits, there's business credits and there's corporate credits. And when small business owners say business credit, in our minds, we're thinking of what corporate credit is. But the reality is that business credit is nothing but fancy personal credit. Because you hear people say, I can't get a business loan because my personal credit is bad. That doesn't make any sense. Because if it was true business credit, it would be separate. When Target wants to go open up 10 new stores, I know the CEO of Target is not on the line for it. Mm. Target is. <laughs> And they also don't use their cash because large corporations leverage debt. In this way, it's called credit. So corporate credit is truly separate from the social security number. It does not show up on your credit report or anything like that. It is on the EIN. That is the true difference. But what we are sold, business, quote unquote, business credit cards, business lines of credit, SBA loans, we think this is building our business credit, but it's actually not. And it's very cumbersome and confusing, but to be blunt, it is intended to be that way for a reason. And how does a person establish corporate credit as opposed to business credit? So that's a great question. So there are three personal credit bureaus that we all know Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. When we're born, our nine digits get loaded in and it waits till we turn 18 and it tracks us forever. We never have to tell them anything. They automatically know. That is not true for business. Business has three uh, credit bureaus as well, which is Dun & Bradstreet, Experian for Business, and Equifax for Business. And Experian and Equifax for Business are different than the consumer side. 
the consumer side is focused on the socials, the uh, business side is uh, focused on the EIN. And those two, if you're not registered with them, any credit that you are building uh, for your business, it has nowhere to go because the numbers aren't attached anywhere. So if it's not reported to, Dun to Dun & Bradstreet and it reports to one of these other two, they'll never know. They'll never find out. So you have to be registered first. That is the absolute very first step is to be registered with the three credit bureaus. It is free to do for your listeners. It is free to do. They will try to sell you things you don't need, like credit monitoring, like $200 a month or whatever. You don't need that. All you need to do is register your business to first get set up. From there, you have to then have accounts that report to these credit bureaus to help you build your business credit across the four tiers until you can get to the top dog tier. And um, an example of uh, an account that would report to those bureaus would be what? So for example, the Chase Inc. card mm -hmm. does report. The Capital One Spark card does not. The American Express Business card does not. <laughs> the American Express Corporate card, however, does. That corporate card is much harder to get because there's different hoops and conditions around that one. And how does a consumer or business owner know whether or not they're reporting to the personal side or the business side? Yeah, so the shorter answer, the short answer is that they don't. However, the more nuanced answer around if they know if they're reporting to the business side, it's almost impossible unless you use a website like nav.com. It's NAV, like navigation. Mm -hmm. And you can check that uh, there to see if there's any accounts reporting. However, if you go onto your personal credit, if you see that card there, you see the Chase Inc. card, if you see a working capital loan or a bank loan or whatever it may be, if you see that there, you are personally responsible. Because again, if it's truly separate, it wouldn't be attached to you. Because I tell business owners this all the time, think back when you first registered your business. What information did you give for yourself? You gave your name, your address, your email, and your phone number. That's it. Maybe your birth date in some states. That's it. But when you go fill out an application for financing, what else do you give them? Social security. Your social security. Exactly. And why would we ever do this? <laughs> Except for identification and tracking and tracing for repayment. There's no other reason for people to need this information. And I will also say for bank loans or SBA loans, you may not see them on your credit report, but if you make under 20 million in annual revenue, that loan comes with a personal guarantee. Even if it's in the quote unquote, the name of the business, your social is attached to personal guarantee. I could change my name to Nicole Sanchez tomorrow and I will still have the exact same debt because it's focused on the social security number. And that means it doesn't say, you know, Nicole's a good person. She's going to pay me back. It says, whatever happens to this business, win, lose, or draw, fold up, doesn't matter. You, Nicole, are going to repay me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that you have an LLC supposed to protect you or a C-Corp or an S-Corp or a nonprofit. You signed on the dotted line that we can pierce the corporate shield. Because and you agree to It doesn't matter if the SBA loan was taken in your EIN as long as your income is below 20 million annually, that corporate veil can be pierced. Correct. 
Correct. When you go to a bank, you ask for a bank loan, they will require a personal guarantee unless you make over 20 million. And for the record, that is 99% of businesses in America make less than 20 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. And that is a definition of small business by the SBA. Is under 20 million annually in revenue. Okay. And so can you talk about some of the benefits of having corporate credit as opposed to business credit? Yes. So the first one is that your personal credit and borrowing capacity is freed up. So a lot of people, they'll start their business and they had great credit. You hear a lot of people say, I had great credit before I started my company. <laughs> it happens all the time. And what happens is, you know, you run up your credit card, you drain your savings, whatever. When you go to buy a house or a car or just any major purchase, you want to send your kids to college, you can't take any more on any more debt because you're over leveraged. Because as a person, unless you're independently wealthy, you will run out of how much debt you can support. Mm -hmm. And you hear people say, it's in the name of my business, the name of my business. That's not important. It's the numbers underneath. And so the first thing is that it frees up your personal credit to do whatever it is you want to do with your life. But on the business side, you can do, if you give me a household name of a brand, they're on tier four. They can do whatever they want. You can finance vehicles. We have people financing vehicles at 1.9% interest. You can buy buildings, non-recourse lending. You can get account receivable or purchase order financing, term loans, all these different things on the business. So that way it's not ever actually attached to you. It keeps it separate because one, it's the, it's the prudent financial thing to do, but on a more global level, things happen, wars happen, recessions happen, pandemics happen. If something goes wrong, your business has to close. We want to make sure that business is going to go through chapter seven or chapter 11 bankruptcy, not personal bankruptcy, because that will stay with you for 10 years. And the average business owner in 2022 closed uh, their doors with $85,000 in personal debt that they still owed. And that's a, that's a pain every single month until this is paid off about the mistakes that were made. And it's hard for me to call them mistakes because that's all we actually know. Mm -hmm. Can't do better if you don't know any better. <laughs> right. And if I, let's say I have a client who um, runs an event space and they've purchased it with their own money through a mortgage um, and they establish corporate credit would they be able to refinance and have the remaining balance on that mortgage in under their EIN with no attachment to their personal finances? Yes, that is 100% possible. Um, one of my favorite things to tell people is that, to your point, any existing debt that is for the business, was used for the business, whether that's loans or credit cards, whatever it may be, or any money that you personally have put into your business, so we all start with our own cash. So whether that's 5,000, 40,000, 50,000, you can refinance all of that, take those loans off of you, put it on the EIN, send an invoice to your company for that 20,000, whatever it was you put in, get that paid back. That's back in your pocket to do what you want. And you're going to keep making these payments. The money's never going to go away. You're still responsible. But now these payments are actually helping you build your credit to actually have real buying power and real staying power. So how does one go about um, applying for this corporate credit? One, you said um, making sure that their EIN is being reported to the business uh, bureaus. Um, what else is involved? 
So it's, there are four tiers of business credit and it's just tiers one, two, three, four. It's incredibly creative. Um, all that means is that each tier represents your corporate credibility. And in lender speak, credibility means fundability. Mm -hmm. So I'll just give an example of this, if you don't mind. So if I make $2 million a year in my business and I go to the bank, I say, hey, I need a loan for $200,000, 10% of my revenue. I can cover this, right? Look at my money. If you don't have business credit, people can check your business credit at any given time and you will never know. It's not like our personal credit. What they do is they check it. 90% of the businesses they talk to don't have any because again, you can't take care of what you don't know exists. Right. And then they'll say, oh, you don't have any credit. So this $2 million, I can't consider this anymore. Mm -hmm. So now again, let's go to you business owner and again they go back to how much money do you make what you get to income ratio your, what's your utilization and they're going to deny you and that's why they're saying no and banks aren't required to tell you why but that's legitimately what's happening so to build the tiers in tier one is where you're going to find accounts like uline or Granger. those are very popular trade line accounts they extend credit to businesses um, that don't have any and again this is a customer acquisition uh tactic for them which works Mm -hmm. um, you have to spend at least $50 to have it start reporting because 93% of business credit cards, trade lines, corporate accounts, bank loans, and SBA loans from the U.S. government don't report to these three credit bureaus mm -hmm. because it costs them money. It always boils back to money. It costs them no money to report bad things, but good things, it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. So that leaves the business owner left to sort of trial and error with these different accounts and all these different things. And again, most of these are attached to you personally. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, your credit's going to keep getting hit, hit, hit opening these accounts. So the very first step, make sure you're registered, make sure the addresses are the same across the board, everywhere. There, your business bank account, your business credit card, anywhere you have an account, especially with the secretary of state, because there is a software called LexisNexis that knows literally everything about your business including your bank balances fyi so they know absolutely everything about your business and if the addresses are thrown off for a lender they're thinking fraud and so that can disqualify you Got it. so first register make sure the addresses are clean then go get a uline card a granger card to spend 50 bucks have it start reporting that will help you build your business credit that's what we do for all of our clients first out the gate even if they say, hey, I'll be ready in a month or in three months or whatever, we tell them, okay, but you can do this in between mm -hmm. because we're going to do this already. Like automatically, we're going to do this. So you can start doing that. Once you get past that into tiers two, three, and four, that's where the steel curtain comes across and blocks people out because there are certain requirements that these lenders require that you don't know. And you don't know who's on tier two, who's on tier three, who's on tier four. They're all different. And that's that's where the trouble comes in. Even people that know about business credit, they'll say, yeah, I was doing good. I started to build it and started going up. And then I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get another card. I got designed, I got denied for an Amazon card. Why? Well, because Amazon's a tier two lender. Mm -hmm. And they have some other requirements that you were not meeting. And you would never know them because they don't make it clear. Got it. So step one is get your EIN for your yes. business. Okay. Step one. 
And then step two is to make sure that your address is the same across the board, what's on your banking, on with your business entity. Now, for people who maybe are working out of their home, but they don't want their home address attached and are thinking of a P.O. box or a co-working space, or can you give a recommendation as one type of address better than another? Yes, definitely co-working spaces all the way, because again, lenders know everything. The amount of information that they have access to is insane. P.O. boxes and UPS mailboxes, again, they're used because we don't want people to know, to know where we live. And that's a very valid uh, feeling and reason. But for them, that is an automatic denial because in their minds, it is not a place of business. It is a box inside of another operation. They're going to see the address and know, oh, that's the post office. Oh, that's UPS. They don't do business there. Co-working spaces, however, are very interesting because they know this is the location that multiple businesses do business at. And so that works just fine. So co-working spaces all the way. A lot of them just have mail service. You don't have to get a desk membership. The mail something between like 20 and 30 bucks a month, maybe. Uh, maybe 50 bucks, depending on your location. Um, but that is the way to go because it, it will disqualify you. And are there any other items that a person who is looking to seek corporate credit should think about um, outside of the, the things that we've discussed? Yes, there's a couple other ones. You know, again, fraud is the main thing. So you want them to be able to find you, meaning you must have a web presence, even if it is just a landing page that says, welcome to my business. You know, I mean, maybe put a little bit more than that. But, you know, even if it's just the landing page, they need to know that someone spent money on this domain and put an effort to make this website. Mm -hmm. If there's no website, anyone can just be applying. I don't know. The email you're applying with, make sure it's a professional email. Because again, anyone can make an iCloud email. Anyone can make a Gmail. Anyone can buy a domain and make an email from that too. But it shows more credibility because you have to spend money on this. So make sure the email you're applying with is your professional email. It is your website. It is Nicole at you know, sellingstpete.com, whatever it is. That's what it needs to be. There is a very, very tricky one, um, which is 411. Uh, hopefully all the listeners remember 411 or at least have heard the numbers and, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm sure that we all are the same and that none of us know the last time we used this, which kind of sucks because 411 was pretty awesome. It was like magic back in the day. It was, yes. <laughs> number of this place at this address I, as a kid I had no idea how they were doing that I was like, <laughs> amazing this is so cool like whatever it was how probably the most know everything exactly. it's probably the most boring job or like even the white pages hey can you call Nicole on, on fourth street yeah. yeah like this is insane I mean also the record keeping can like clap it up because that had to be it had to be okay. <laughs> you know it was right. it was so anyway yeah. 411, amazing people, okay? For anyone that's younger than 25 that doesn't know what this is, it was amazing. Right. But- I don't even know what yellow pages are, so it's hard to de describe how, yes, but you called, you literally called 411 yep. and could ask for anything and everything and yep. could give you phone numbers, business addresses, all that good, great stuff. It's great. It was, what a time to be alive. Yes. <laughs>
so complicated and yet so simple. Now things are so simple, but you'll still get so complicated. Yes. Uh, but basically, because we're talking about 411, it still exists. It's digital. You can type in digital 411 or national 411. If your business is business phone number is not registered with them, that is an automatic denial for several corporate lenders, including tier two. Amazon, that's one of the requirements, just FYI. There's not a top dog, you need this. Tier two and up will require this. Even some tier ones, but definitely two tier and up. And for clarification, it cannot be a cell phone number and it cannot be a Google Voice or any other BUIP number. So what that means is you call Spectrum or Frontier or Verizon or Xfinity, whoever gives you your internet, they all have a landline plan. If you've ever seen it and wonder why they still have this, well, it's because some people do still have landlines, but also because of this archaic underwriting requirement. So you buy that number, you register, you don't have to buy a phone, just get the number, you register that number, you forward to whatever phone you actually use. No one's ever going to call this number, but this is the world that we live in and we're required to do it. But that is such, and there's, you know, I named four points, I think, four or five points. There are 120 other points just like that. Wow. And it's so minute that imagine you were perfect everywhere else and this silly little phone number wasn't registered and that's what's denying you and they will because it is it is a computer it's not a person they can't say oh well you know they have everything right it's fine it's a computer it's a it's a boolean equation yes no <laughs> done wow. like if it's a no denied so and so your company specializes in getting people set up with corporate credit, sort of walking them through the 120 steps to go from, um, you know, just getting established to obtaining tier four um, financing. Are there times where people will get to tier three and then they don't progress any further? No. Um... We are not we are not allowed to let that happen. Okay. Or if if that happens, it's you know I hate to be morbid like they probably died or they just stopped responding to things because contractually we have to get all of our clients to tier four with an eighty plus score. And let me mention that for a second because we didn't touch on that yet. Our scores go from three fifty to eight fifty. It makes absolutely no sense who came up with the score, but we deal with it. Business credit was developed much later, and you can tell because the score goes from zero to 100. So sometimes I ask people, what's your business credit score? And I'll tell me, oh, it's 670. I'm like, yeah, no, it could never be. <laughs> it could never be because that's your personal. But for context, an 80 is like a 720, and a 90 is like an 800. So at 720, you can get most anything you want. At a 90, you can get whatever you want. Like, it's just it's just you know, 800 credit score up. What do you want? Let's give it all to you because you're great. So contractually, we are we have two different ways we work with people. One is a money back guarantee and one is a performance guarantee. The money back is if we don't do this in 12 months, we will refund all your money. If we did what we were supposed to do and you did what you were supposed to do and we didn't get there, money back. On the performance side, it says if we didn't do this in 12 months, we'll keep working for free until we do because it doesn't benefit us to leave someone somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously things happen. Someone might need to take a hiatus and of course that's happens but we'll never take someone through our program and just leave them um yeah but we, we actually have to get people there outstanding 
So for people who are looking to get more information, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you uh, for more information? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me would be via email or text. Please do not call. It really irritates me. <laughs> it's when random members call me. If I know you and talk, then okay. But please don't get out of the gate. It really drives me insane. Um, but the best way for people to reach out to me uh, to learn more about it is uh, awilliams at jgalt.io. That's the letter A like Apple. Williams like Venus and Serena. And at J like John, G like Giraffe, A-L-T like Tom. Dot io and the phone number is 510-833-6429 i'm sure that'll be in the show notes which i'll provide to you um i can also uh give anyone that wants to know a free business credit check and i'll give you that link as well all i really need is the name of the business and the registered address and that's pretty much it otherwise i'm available my job is education awesome well thank you so much i will definitely include all of that information in the show notes and I really appreciate your efforts and the company's efforts towards making this accessible to all business owners, because, you know, like you said, I think that it is intentionally murky so that it's not available to everyone. And I really like companies that provide an opportunity to level the playing field and give every business owner the same opportunities that those with a lot of access to capital have. Absolutely. Creativity is evenly distributed, opportunity and access are not. So that's what we're trying to do. That is right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, again, I, I look forward to you helping lots of business owners out there to get um, access to capital that can help them grow and and ultimately make the world a better place. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's not. There's nothing worse than turning than when your dream turns into a nightmare. And yeah. we want to make that dream stay a dream. So, absolutely. Well, have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening. If you'd like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. 